When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. Nothing in two. Two out, ninth inning, 3-1 raise. Tying run at the plate. The pitch to Yoshida. Ground ball hit to first. Diaz has it. Underhands to the pitcher, ball game over. The Tampa Bay Rays beat the Red Sox to take the series two games to one. The final Rays three, Red Sox one. The Red Sox go one and six at the drop this season. They are two and nine against Tampa Bay. And there it was. You walk into the trap, you snap a 13-game losing streak, you lose in extras, you never had a chance tonight, and all of a sudden you walk into the off day tomorrow, and then, of course, Friday against the Orioles, five games out, as we welcome you to Red Sox Review, live right here on WEEI. The, the hope uh, is, if it is light, it is growing fainter by the moment. It is not over, but boy... It is starting to feel that way every single night on this uh, somewhat of a death march at this point here on Wednesday, September 6th. The Red Sox are five games out with 22 games to go. And that, among all of the things, we'll get into you know every little bit of it tonight on Red Sox Review, but that, among all of the things, is just the, it's the reality of the moment. It's the reality of the situation that uh, it has just not been enough here uh, for this team. Cooper Boardman with you. It's Red Sox Review. It's live on WEEI 617-779-7937-617-779-7937-37937-37937. On the call and text line, we'll get, of course, to all of your thoughts. We will hear from the manager, Alex Cora. But I thought tonight... You know, more than anything, and, and we'll we'll get into kind of where the, the playoff context is with, with all of this. But, you know, the, the truth is, is what we saw tonight from Tyler Glasnow and the 14 strikeouts that he walked out there with uh, was, pro- was probably the starkest contrast that an opposing team and an opposing player could provide for you, right? I, I think that that is... That is my thought, and that's kind of what I was sitting there as I watched Tyler Glasnow put together just an immaculate, uh, what it what felt like an immaculate six innings, the 14 strikeouts to the tune of 17 total for the Red Sox offensively here tonight. Tonight was not so much about the Red Sox and their offense and the Red Sox swinging and missing too much, although that, of course, is part of the story. Not that swing and miss is inherently a bad thing always. Tonight was about the quality of and who Tyler Glasnow is, which is a top-end, front-line dude, who, which is a guy that the Rays, yes, he did not initially come up with them in the Pittsburgh organization, but a guy, for all intents and purposes, they developed through trades, uh, a trade that is now, what, five years ago, 2018, 2023, yeah, right, five years ago uh, in one of the great blockbuster trades in the history, uh, the recent history of baseball, a guy that they have basically been able to figure out and done so many different things. There was a point in Tyler Glasnow's career where he was so good and had all this great stuff, and they couldn't figure out how to get him to throw the ball over the plate. And at some point, they said, instead of setting up on the outside and the inside, we're going to have our catcher set up right down the middle. And they made an an intentional an intelligent organizational choice to help him, and obviously a number of other things, that just being among 
one of the chief differences, and he has blossomed despite some injury issues into the guy that you saw here tonight. So what good organizations do, and the Rays have been doing it for a long time. It's one of many reasons why the Red Sox had lost 13 in a row at the Trop until the other day. It's one of the many reasons why it's so hard to win there, where the Rays have won 37 times, a major league high 37 times this year, tied with the Dodgers. And it's, of course, the reasons why the Red Sox have lost now two out of three, and they have the off day tomorrow uh, to lick their wounds before the weekend series and stare down a playoff situation that is looking bleaker and bleaker by the second. Red Sox review 617-779-7937. Gets your calls in just a moment. And the truth about the contrast here is this. What Tyler Glasnow did tonight, what Tyler Glasnow is capable of doing every single time he goes out there, which is six-plus innings, uh, it really almost every time he goes out there, is something that the Red Sox have not had for a very long time now. And that, as its own variable, and everybody wants to yell and scream about the starters not going deep enough, and that's a problem. That, on its own, as its own singular variable, is not the only problem here. The Rays get fewer innings from their starting pitching than the Red Sox do. And the Rays are occupying the top wildcard spot. They have a chance to win the division. They're the second-best team in the American League. They will be one of, and are, as we speak, one of the favorites to win the World Series, whether you think that you can get there or not. They just have extraordinary bullpen depth, with the, which the Red Sox right now are in the process of, of developing but do not have. That's the truth about just kind of the the holistic situation, but it was very hard to sit there here tonight and watch Tyler Glasnow pitch and think that outside of Brian Bayo, who has been unbelievable in you know a season at this point where he has done more than you ever could have dreamed him doing in his age 24 season, outside of Brian, there has been really little else. And the truth is, you can sit here, and we've had this conversation over and over again. I see texts about it right now. I, I see tweets about it right now. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a moment when we open up the phone lines at 617-779-7937. Uh, the, the truth about all of this is, you know, it, it's hard to look at this roster, the, the rotation construction, and ask for, for a lot more. You know, it's like asking a dog to be an elephant. It's asking Nick Pavetta... To, to give you six innings tonight is just not really realistic when he was in the bullpen and had been asked to do that for the majority of this season. To ask an unhealthy, you know, a Chris Sale that has had uh, health issues. To ask James Paxton, whose fastball velocity has been significantly diminished and his effectiveness has been significantly diminished late in the season and particularly on short rest. It is hard to ask Tanner Houck, who is still trying to figure out how to be a starter to do that, Really, the only couple of guys that have I look at and say can give you length right now, and you'll laugh at me when I say Cutter Crawford, but I do say that because of the quality of stuff that he has and because he has, outside of his last couple of outings, shown an ability to do it, and Brian Bayo, who is a young star, who has the Pedro comps and all of those things, and you and I both know that. But the truth about it is Tyler Glasnow isn't even the best raised pitcher, and that among all of the things, kind of sits you down and gives you a real darn good understanding of how success can be had, where they can have two really, really good starters. They've traded for one more, and they've pieced it together really from that point on, and that is a winning formula. And the Red Sox, you know, for whatever reasons, for you know, a number of different ways, have just not had uh, enough of a pitching foundation in the way that all of these teams around them uh, in, in the playoff race, really that they're looking up at, particularly Houston, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Baltimore Orioles somehow, some way, uh, have in their possession. And once again, Tyler Glasnow, it was, just, it, it was just so blatant. It was just so clear. And it was just, it was like the, the lighthouse in the fog watching him pitch here tonight of just being able to give you length and consistency and knowing that when he got you through six innings with the quality of bullpen that they have at the highest end, what they were going to be capable of doing. And 
Yeah, they, they do it here tonight. And their bullpen ERA is in the 3 eights. It's pretty low relative to the rest of the American League. It's inflated because they get so many innings from their bullpen and use a lot of openers and things like that. Uh, but their bullpen is one that you trust. And so you put those two things together with two stoppers between Shane McClanahan uh, and and Tyler Glass now, and you end up in a situation where you know, it's kind of a, a good luck situation on the Red Sox end. And, and it's one of, again, one of the many reasons why there have been so many struggles at a place like Tropicana Field. And I, I, you know, I know McClanahan has had his Tommy John surgery now and all of that, but it's a great example of just kind of the depth that they have that they can throw, you know, that they can throw Glasnow out there and have him do what he did tonight every five days. Uh, all right, let's get to the phone lines. We're, we're going to hear from the manager, Alex Cora, in, in just a moment. 617-779-7937-617-779-7937 on the text line, too. And uh, we'll start it off on the phones tonight with uh, one of our favorites. It's Wally in Fall River. Wally, you're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, what's up, Coop? I mean, uh, there was a packed house. Would they have 500 people at Tropicana <laughs> Field tonight? But uh, Tyler Glass said the Red Sox looked like lambs being led to the slaughterhouse. Uh, he probably could have gotten maybe another two winners. He probably would have struck out at least 18 guys. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they have to go on a tear now, Coop. You know that? They they can't have a three and four home seven. You get a They really have to go on a tear and win seven games in a row. And hope everybody else, everybody's been losing, but we can't gain anything. But uh, you have to give Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and Dodgers. They get these young pitches, and, and, they, and you know, and, and they produce. You can't depend on Sale now. You can't depend on Paxton. Really, the only one all season you could depend on was Bayo. But uh, if uh, Bloom is here next year, he's going to have to go and get a stopper, which I don't see him doing. So, uh, but it's very hard to develop young pitching, especially with the Red Sox organization. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'd appreciate your call and your thoughts, you know, uh, with, with all of it, right? So, uh, you know, just from the pitching perspective, and, and Taz and I uh, talked about that last night, you know, quite a bit. We got Taz here too inside the glass. Cooper Boardman with you on Red Sox Review six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Is you know, you kind of go through it from the perspective of all these teams that are in a postseason race. You know, Baltimore has developed a lot of young pitching. They had to tank to do it. You know, they, they've, they've kind of, uh, you know, when you kind of look at, you know, what they've done with a guy like Kyle Bradish, they have gotten lightning in a bottle with him, right? But it took a trade to do it, started his, you know, career in the Angels organization. That was the Dylan Bundy deal. They got it right, and they got it going. You know, that it, it's honestly a similar story to the, the, the Pirates and Rays story with the Tyler Glasnow trade and how Glasnow was a pirate and he couldn't throw a lot of strikes and they figured out how to get him where he needed to be and the Rays take full advantage of who he is and the quality of arm that he could be. And, and I think, you know, that's part of it. And people, I, and I see this in the Twitch chat and I see it on the text and I see all these things, you know, okay, you got to go and, and get a starter. Like, you got to go and trade for a young starter. Though nobody's giving you that, you have to develop them. You're you're just not unless you're going to go out and trade a bad. As Taz made the, the astute point last night, you know you're either going to trade you know what your best player as the Twins did with Luis Arise to get a front line starter with the Marlins, you know, or you know a batting champion. Uh, you know you're either going to give all of that up, or you're going to have to develop them, and and that's the truth about it. And so you're caught between a, a rock and a hard place in that way. And, you know, uh, really it's that, and it's a, it's a starting pitching open market deal. You know, people want to talk about kind of in the division, the Rays have developed, right? The, uh, the Blue Jays have gone out and they've paid big money. I, you know, that what they did with Kevin Gosman and, and, and bringing him in and who he has been for them, but they had to whiff a few times and, and, you know, at one point they thought Jose Barrios would be the frontline guy for them. He hasn't been. He hasn't been bad. And they found, you know, good parts of him. But he's a middle-of-the-rotation guy. He wasn't a stopper for them. The Orioles had to tank to develop what they did. And uh, who's last? Oh, the Yankees, right. And the Yankees, think about the Yankees for a long time. What people would tell you in New York is that the difference between them and a championship, and it hasn't worked out this way, but the difference between them and a championship in 2017, or really 2018 and 2019, was was the front line starter to go out and get Garrett Cole. And, and 
like that's and think about the money that they paid him, making him the highest paid starter in baseball at that point. That's what it takes. You, know, you talk about Wally, you know, going out and getting a starter in the offseason. Yeah, but it takes, you know, your, your organization has to make a decision that they're going to invest in it. They're, they're going to do one of three things. They're going to invest in high-end, every five-day Cy Young Award candidate guys, of which there is a short list of, I don't know, six, seven, eight. Uh, Taz, how many? I, I mean, I'm yeah, thinking... only, only so many. Like, the Yankees were lucky that Cole was available and they had enough money to throw at a kind of a can't-miss guy. Has he been the Houston version of Cole? Not exactly. He was a video yeah. game that year. Not but until this year. Still, really. yeah, and yeah, he's a Cy Young front runner. So yeah, there really are only so many of those guys out there. So you have to opt. Are you gonna throw money at pitcher if they come through, or even the safer move is to develop the minor league system? But easier said than done. And then on top of it, you have to go out there and you have to go and get. You know, you have to get the middle of the pack guys. You have to go out and get a Corey Kluber and Corey Kluber actually has to work out for right him. well Paxton worked for a little while and that did look like a good move but the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit it's it's hard because you know a lot of those guys are going to be kind of on the later ends of the year their their careers and you know people wanted to yell and scream why aren't the Red Sox letting guys go six seven innings early in the year and you've seen a cumulative effect of that on the bullpen late in the year but you've also seen it on the front end too and when you have when you're relying on a lot of guys like that as the Red Sox have put so much strain on your rotation and your your relievers, and the truth is, every single night, nine innings have to be gotten, and, and we have kind of seen the the weight of that of that piano, you know, very slowly buckle the knees of this team, and we, we've seen it over the last few weeks. So that's part of it, right? So you know, that's the pitching aspect of it, and the other thing that Wally mentions there is is the going on the run part of it, and you know, again. I, it's hard to see right now. Five out with with, with twenty two to go. And they t- they talked to Duvall about it last night, and they talked to Cora about it. Is that type of loss last night like a, a gut wrenching loss? Are you going to be able to bounce back? And of course, they said that they would. But I don't know. I kind of had a feeling today tonight might be a loss after after the way last night went down. And Tyler Glasnow made sure of it <sighs> tonight. Uh, all right, got to get a break. Come back. Uh, you know, you talk about going on a run. Uh, I, I would like to get into the anatomy of what that could look like, and I'm not going to be like Captain Positivity about it. I just want to talk about, like, if something's going to happen, how does it happen? We'll answer that question. We'll hear from the manager, Alex Cora, as well as the Red Sox fall 3-1 to one against Tampa Bay Rays here tonight's Red Sox review, 617-779-7937. Back in a moment on WEEI. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. And the 3-2 is crushed to left field. This thing is going to be fair. It's way back, and it is gone. Pavetta's barking at Jacob Metz. Thought he had him struck out. The next pitch is a solo blast, and it's 2-1 Tampa. There has been some loud contact the last couple of innings. That was nailed. I'll tell you what. I mean, Pavetta's been great. You can't challenge that hitter with Basabe on deck. I know he's trying to be efficient. 
limit the number of pitches, but that's the guy to stay away from. That was a high fastball, and he nailed it. Right in the middle of the zone. That just kills you. It's a delicate balance. The Red Sox are super short in their panties, trying to minimize the number of pitches he's thrown. Now, Will Fleming could hear the writing on the wall, see it, hear it, watched it, lived it. The home run by Isak Paredes. Race took a 2-1 lead in the fourth inning, and uh, they would not look back. 14 strikeouts for Tyler Glasnow against the Red Sox tonight as the Sox lose the series in St. Petersburg. 3-1 in the finale tonight. They are 72-68. and They are five games out of a playoff spot with 22 to go. It is Red Sox Review. It is live on WEEI. Cooper Boardman here. Taz inside the glass. Uh, all right, we, we got a lot to do. Uh, we'll kind of you know get into the pavetta of this all here tonight, uh, get you kind of a, a look at, uh, promised, uh, what maybe the yellow brick road to uh, something better might look like as well. Uh, but for the moment, though, Alex Gore just spoke uh, at the Trop, so want to get you there. Um, all right, so we'll do that, and then we'll take your calls, text. We'll do, uh, and then kind of get upset. Uh, well, get upset, and then get set up uh, for the week uh, that ahead with uh, Baltimore coming into Fenway this weekend. But for now, after the three-one loss against the Rays, here's the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora. Yeah, glass he was kind of soft tonight. Oh, he was good. Um, and uh, cut a slider pitch. Uh, was really really good <clears throat> we battled with him you know for whatever he did today he was out in six so we had three shots against the bullpen uh, we didn't do much offensively but uh, and we we competed today it was good and i thought nick was outstanding you know he, he pitched with three days rest and went out there and competed yovi was outstanding too you know um, three innings he hasn't done that with us and they scored three. We just couldn't do much offensively. Alex, with that 17 strikeouts, how much of that was them and how much of that was you, you guys? I think it was them. Yeah. This stuff was good. Yeah. Austin, when you, when you kind of look at the standings, though, and you see teams around you that are losing as well and then not able to gain traction, does that make these losses you know, a little bit more? Not this one. I'm telling you. Yeah. We're ready to go home. We're ready to go home. Today, there was a lot of good stuff that happened here tonight. You know. Uh, Showing up and grinding the way we did with where we were bullpen wise, you know, I know it sucks, you know, and there's no more victories, you know, but uh, we feel good. We're going home now, you know, and if we want to, you know, gain ground, we got a chance now. We got the best team in the American League coming up, then we get the Yankees, and then we got Toronto, Texas. So uh, this week is going to be huge for us, regardless of what people think. You know, um, I'm I'm very pleased with the way we played today. What do you think about uh, Rafael coming off the bench? Good one, man. Uh, we tried to go with Ref to get on base in that situation, leading off with the on base percentage guy, and then, you know, hit him later on, and he put a good at bat. Alex, Nick has a save in his last appearance, starts today, and has a good start. I mean, how about it? Is. It's, been, it's been great, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I told him on the mound, I said, thank you, bro. You know, the way you, what he did today, you know, that was, uh, that was good to see. You know, obviously, he's going to be down for a while. And then we'll decide what we do with him. But uh, every every time he t- takes the baseball, you know, he's been outstanding. Uh, just he prepares, he, he wants to compete, and he's been great. You know, uh, I know in the beginning it was tough for him going to the bullpen, but you know, uh, talking to some veterans back there, like I said, Chris and, and some other guys, he, he turned the page right away and wanted to compete, and uh, he's been amazing for us. You've had some guys over the years you've used in different roles over the course of a season. I mean, he's probably as good as any of them. Right? Especially in the, in the, we don't, we usually don't do this in regular season, but uh, I mean, he's been available every single day since he went to the bullpen. Uh, you know, even yesterday he, he wanted to pitch, but uh, we got to be smart too. You know, uh, he, he has a great arm. He's found something. You know, he's he's a lot different than last year. Last year. I think it was a you know, fastball up, breaking ball down. That was it. Now that cutter slider thing that he's got going, put him in a good spot. So, yeah, very good time. I think that, you, that you've had to do that with Nick, right? That you've been shorthanded here. You've got a lot of young guys having to play. Just how tough is this to try to do right now with kind of the task in front of you? It's hard, far? but, I mean, we, I mean, we let's be honest, we haven't played good baseball either. You know, like, I mean, we put ourselves in a wet spot, you know, in, in, in certain weeks, you know, but, uh, we just got to keep grinding. Uh, we got we got guys that you know. Um, we want to get to the next level. We we want to make it. We want to make it. I'm telling you. And the effort is there. We came here for three days, and you know they won the series. But we we're right there. You know, and uh, 
just got to keep playing good baseball. Friday night at Fenway, you know, we got Tanner. We got a good team coming, and we just got to be ready. There he was, Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox tonight after a 3-1 loss against the Tampa Bay Rays uh, in St. Petersburg. And, uh, you know, uh, your frustration, you, you know, his head is, is in the sand. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, his, his head is uh, in the in the trenches of it right now. I mean, he's trying to get uh, them, you know, in a playoff mindset. The Red Sox are playing what, you know, equates to playoff games every single day. And what he said, you know, again, it's hard to disagree because he didn't say a whole heck of a lot. You know, the truth is, is I agree with him. It is all ahead, right? You've got three against the Orioles. Now that you're trying to catch them, you have four against the Yankees. And then between, uh, what is it, September 15th and September 20th, you're going to get six games against the two teams directly in front of you. You know, it's a lot to sit there and say you got to win them all. It's a lot to sit there and say, you know, you got to you got to get, you, you know, but you do at a certain point. And the Red Sox, you know, the, the, the truth about it is every day that goes by where you are still five games away uh, from the next closest competitor. It means you're not out of it, but it means that every single day that margin for error gets slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. And so I can't quite come on here and say, you know, pronounce it dead. But, you know, the heartbeat is fainter. Every day, you know, when you when you don't win games like you did, like you could, you know, tonight is one thing, right? Tyler Glasnow goes out there, he's outstanding. That's one thing, but you know, truth about it is, this team just has not really been good enough uh, over the last ten days. Really, from an offensive perspective, get to that in a second. But uh, the the lines are open. So are you six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven and then uh, 37937 on the text line, too. And, uh, all right, we'll open up uh, back to the phones here. And, uh, well, the game was in Florida. So is David. We've got David in the Sunshine State. David, you're on the air. Yeah, hey, yeah, enough with this, uh, with this um, just optimism. It's done and over with. Someone tell me, someone, some crap statistician do a deep dive into Rafael Devers and tell me what his batting average and what his production is when the team is either up or down by less than two runs versus when the team is either up or down by four runs and the game is, is pretty much over. He is the antithesis of David Ortiz. He might be, like I said before, the most overpaid, one-dimensional, not baseball player, but athlete, professional athlete on this not this country, but planet. He's proving his, his, his lack of work when he has nobody to hit behind him or in front of him like he did last year with Bogey. He, he tries to hit the ball on the moon every time he's out back. I'm sick of him. I am sick of him. And I'm sick of all your, your colleagues who, who try to defend him because he's an idiot. He is an idiot. He has a loser's attitude too, lying down the bases like he's like he's a a, 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 a grizzly bear. I mean, what is this stuff? All right, yeah. No, David, I hear you. I, I, I hear you, and I, I let you go there. To, it seemed like you need to blow off some steam. So felt, I hope that felt good. Uh, you know, here's the thing, and, well, maybe I, I, I disagree with your uh, delivery and the use of the word idiot and all of these things. Uh, you know, the truth about it is that it just, on one, you know, from a caveat perspective, uh most teams in baseball would take Rafi Devers on their team. Most teams in baseball would take him as their third baseman. And in a year where he has been probably the least productive that he has been since that 2020 season, he is still sitting here with an OPS right around 900. He is having a year that can be better. I agree. He needs to be on base significantly more than he has been. He was signed to do that. Uh, He has hit for power. The 29 home runs is great. The 505 slug is outstanding. Uh, but you're you're absolutely right. Like he is not his contact, his consistency. Um, you know, in terms of that, his walks. Uh, although his walk rate is right on par, relatively speaking, with the rest of his career. But the on base is not, and the batting average is not. And while that is not the end all be all, and at the end of the day, he is signed to hit home runs in the middle of this lineup. Uh, he has not produced enough in terms of total number of hits, which is a stat that is archaic, except when you're talking about the highest paid guy in your lineup who is supposed to be that, who is supposed to sit, you know, with an on-base 350 uh, or in that neighborhood 
as it has been the last couple of years. Where he is this year is not enough for this team. The production thing that you bring up, David, uh, you know, or protection, I should say, uh, around him, you know, that's that's part of it too. But he, you know, he had a lot of the year where there was not a lot of power threats in the lineup, and so you know, you, you think about which side of it, you know, do you want it to be? You know, Alex Cora, remember last year, said this about Xander Bogarts, that they wanted more power from him. You know, they wanted him to be, instead of a 10 to 15 home run guy, 15 to 20, and have less on the average. You know, that, that in terms of value, that's more. The Red Sox have gotten power production from Rafi, and I think, you know, if you were looking at a, at, at, at a team around him, and I'm not even really talking about the lineup because if you kind of look at the offensive production where the Red Sox stack up OPS-wise, you know, with the rest of baseball, they're, they're fine. They're in a good spot, but it's not a lineup that is a high home run lineup. And so his home runs are even more valuable to the Red Sox than somebody else's might be. But what you are saying about, especially in the, and again, what you were saying about Rafi from a, a full, you know, in terms of where he hits in this lineup, what he means to this organization is just not, I, I just, I'm not on board with that. And that's fine. You have your feelings about it. We've talked about it. That's okay. I, and I and I understand what you're saying because you sit here and you watch the games and you know over the course of the year it feels like he's come up a lot and not come through a lot. His numbers with runners in scoring position are phenomenal this year, as they are just about every single year because he is one of the best pure hitters in baseball. And in spots where t- pitchers have to throw him pitches for strikes, uh, he destroys them, and that's a compliment, not an insult to him. But the truth about Rafi and the truth about this team offensively over the last 10 days is it hasn't been good enough. I mean, he is slashing from a numbers perspective, right? 237, 275, 368. He has not hit. He has not gotten on base. He certainly has not hit for the power that he was earlier in the year. It is a home run stretch uh, where that has a big fat zero next to it over those 10 days. And in the most important games right here, right now, where every single pitch you feel like you're living and dying upon, it has not been enough. And when you talk about, and Will said this at the end of this game, you know, uh, that, you know, what the Red Sox have done over the last 10 games offensively has been awful. I mean, they have, they are one of the 10 worst teams, uh, you know, in, in baseball. And in the American League, they are one of the three worst teams in baseball in OPS over the last 10 days. And you can break it down a number of different ways. Uh, They've doubled plenty. They've homered some, not a lot. Uh, they've just not gotten a lot of hits. They haven't walked. They they have not gotten their on base percentage in that in that span is below three hundred, and they have not slugged. And and it, all of those things when you when you talk about the holy trinity of offense in the slash line, uh, among a number of other things, there, you know, when you're not doing it, when you're facing elite pitching as you are here tonight against Tyler Glasnow, who again strikes out fourteen over six innings of work to the tune of a three one Red Sox loss and a Rays win. When all of that is true, when you're facing the top end arms of, of teams over the last 10 days of the Astros, uh, of, of the Tampa Bay Rays, as we saw, of the Dodgers, you need more from the best guy in your lineup. They haven't gotten it, and it's, it is one of the chief reasons. You know, We can sit here and we can talk about all the starting pitching in the world. We can talk about the bullpen. We can talk about the organization and where it's at in the development of its pitching. But, you know, 10 days that are playoff games – you're you're right. You're absolutely right that your best player can't can't be where he is. Uh, can't be homerless. Can't be, you know not get on base the way that he has. And it is not. It, 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 you want to make it out to be some big thing about who he is as a person or a player. I'm not there with you. Go go stand alone with that. But you know, in this sample size, yeah, I, I, the the point is 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 not a bad one about you know him needing this team needing more from him. And that's the truth about it. It's added up to, you know, just a, a frustrating couple of weeks for this team. And, and it adds up again to a series loss in Tampa Bay uh, here tonight. All right. Uh, quick break. Come on back. We'll we'll take the rest of your calls. 617-779-7937. 617-779-7937. And the text line as well at 37937. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up for the night. It is Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. And he swings and hits one to center field and deep. Back to the warning track, and Abreu gets turned around. It's off the fence. A run scores, and Ramirez is into second with a double. He hurts the Red Sox. They got him the first two times, but that ball came within a foot or two of going out. Abreu went back and then was facing the wall, thinking he had no chance to get back there. It stayed in the yard by just inches. And it's now 3-1. to one. And here comes Alex Cora. That'll do it for Pavetta. Well, again, just it wasn't a lot offensively tonight for the Tampa Bay Rays, but, you know, it, again, it was enough. As uh, we welcome you back to it tonight on Red Sox Review, live on WEEI. Cooper Boardman here with you. Taz inside the glass. As the Red Sox fall again by a final score of 3-1 to one. against the Tampa Bay Rays, it is Red Sox Review live on WEEI. Sox falling to 72-68. and 68. They are five games out of a playoff spot here tonight, and it's just uh, uh, another uh, frustrating night for the Red Sox. And, uh, you know, I, I think of just to, to clean up the, the Devers conversation on the, on the front end of, uh, of that break there, you know, I, I think, you know, and I, I see the text about, you know, the frustrating of he never walks and he never gets on base and all these things. You know, he's, I, you know, I, I think, and, and again, and I, I recognize that my feet are on two different sides of this line in this because he, you know, he is a good hit. He's a great hitter. He is genuinely speaking a great hitter. If that frustrates you, I understand. Okay, but but he is also having a year where you need more from him. Both of those things can be true. And and Taz, how did you just put it to me in the break? Oh, I said that's the last guy we need to be worried about. Right yeah, now. like and, and, like and you said it before. Anybody with a nine hundred near OPS, ninety plus RBIs. Uh, you know, his defense, you can say a few things. Of course, he did just get paid, so he's going to be a lightning rod in in some ways. Like, there is a responsibility to put up huge numbers on the baseball card, but if this is a down year, uh, I think the future is very bright for him. It just, everything gets magnified when you have to compensate for other things. One one night it's pitching, the lately it's been hitting, and uh, that's where, you know, people take shots. I think there is this because of the way he plays the game, right? And the caller a moment ago mentions, you know, Rafi laying down and all that. And that's a good thing if you're playing well. It's a bad thing if you're not, right? People want to, 
you know, it, the, the truth about it, it and stuff like that and the way that he takes his swings and the way he looks when he kind of when he leaves the box, the visible frustration that he shows, like all of these things people want to get all wrapped up in because you want to pretend like you're in his head and you know what it's like. You have no idea. This is the way that he plays the game. Exactly. And, and the truth is, is, is since 2017, he has played that game for, at, the, at the, you know, as a major league third baseman as one of the best ones in baseball every single year at points you can make arguments he was the best one you know from an offensive perspective yeah i mean some guys are spark plugs they bring that sort of energy other guys you know i think of like a robbie cano from back in the day he always got kind of yelled at for jogging or whatever yeah. and, and yes it, it would be nice to run down the line when when the time comes for any baseball player but certain guys just play at their speed and their pace and you just kind of have to go through the highs and lows I think, you know, and again, people talk about, uh, for example, the, 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 the swing and miss uh, or the, the walk rate. He walks more than the average major leaguer, and he also hits, you know, the, the home runs that he does and the power that he has. He swings and misses significantly less than the average major leaguer. And I recognize that the, the standard that we hold him to, understandably so, for who he is and what he gets paid and what he means to this team, his best player on this team. Uh, is higher than the average major leaguer, but to sit here and say, you know, that he is the problem, that he is the reason why this team is seventy-two and sixty-eight, I think is is so unbelievably short-sighted, and is just it just it, it doesn't make much sense to me. Well, it's not like he has the power to be Jason Tatum on a basketball court where he has the ball and he can kind of just take over. Like it's just different in baseball, so that's that's where guys are going to get over over scrutinized. I think that's well said. And, and you know, I, he needs to be on base more. The idea that he never gets on base, I again, he is a rare combination of power and speed and and or power, excuse me, and on and on base over the course of his career. He's just not gotten on base enough. And that's the truth about it. Power on base, average from the left side in the mid twenty. I mean, it's those don't grow on trees. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, it, it this team needs more from a guy like him. And, and, and this takes you into, into a larger conversation. And one of the texters used the words "failing offense" in in ten day over oh, the last ten days. It has been. They've lost seven out of ten games. The the offense busted out in Kansas City over the weekend, but they've just not had enough. And you know, you you look at you break it down right. Tristan Casas has been phenomenal. Uh, Adam Duvall put the team on his back, uh, you know, for a, for the you know that four or five game stretch in Houston, right? Uh, and the slugging in that span, uh, you know, Masataka Yoshida has gotten it rolling a little bit with the extra base hits. I think, you know, if you look at his his raw numbers in the span, it's been solid. And then there just hasn't been a, a much else, right? Devers, we point the spotlight at him. I, you know, again, the the he is not hit in the last 10 days in the most important portion of this season. There needs to be more there. You know, Alex Cora would tell you as much, I think. Alex Verdugo has not given you much, and I know he's nursing the injury right now, and he's not playing in Tampa. He has not been that guy. Justin Turner, for as great as he's been with runners in scoring position, you know, he had the golden sombrero tonight. He has not given you very much. How much are they missing Duran right now? You know, and it's just, I, I, right, just to have another option, more than anything. Different type of hitter, yeah. speed, just gives them something. Yeah, and, and and can make one base two, mm-hmm. can make, you know, two bases three. You know, I, I think that that is very fair and just kind of a different, uh, just a longer lineup and more options for Alex Cora, especially on a night like tonight where, you know, you're, you're kind of sitting there with a righty on the mound. It's just one more left-hander that you'd miss. And, and you would maybe miss him less had Alex Verdugo been able to play this weekend but obviously they didn't, or this week, who knows what time of the, the year it is, uh, you know, this week with, with that. And I, I think you, you know, you saw the, the issue of that on the other side. I, I do think that I would love to see a little bit more of say on Rafaela. You know, he's played in eight games, but he's not started very many games. And, you know, that's easy for me to sit here and say they, they're protecting him. And they're also trying to find out and give genuine opportunities, which I also think is great to a guy like Willie Abreu at the most crowded position group they have on this roster, and that's all great. But, you know, at a certain point, you, you, you kind of got to give him a little bit more run I th- than, than he has gotten. And the same, I, I would say, goes for Manuel Valdez. You know, for an offense that has been devoid of life, this is a guy, and we saw it especially at AAA, and we saw it earlier this year when he first came up. Saw it last night. Right. Rafael yeah. and Valdez combined for five hits. Amen. 
and, and and what we've seen, especially with 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 uh, Manuel Valdez, is the ability to get just blisteringly hot and, in a way that you know there are few guys that hit the way that he does when he hits when, when he is going right. And you know, I I would be very interested to see, you know, what is it on on uh, on uh, on Friday night against Baltimore Orioles with a right hander on the mound? Do you have a left hander in there? Right? Do you, do you give him that chance? Uh, and Manuel Valdez and I, I you know we'll, we'll see obviously there's 48 hours to stew on it all but you know the, the truth the, again what what could change right uh, and go through the what there are three things right uh, there are there are really four things if you break it down you've got hitting you've got your starting pitching you've got relief pitching and you've got your fielding they played better defense over the last couple of days outside of well uh, I should that, I actually shouldn't say that defense hasn't hurt them the last couple of days they haven't and played du- great. Duvall defense. had the nice assist last night sure. that seemed like it was going to end up being like a determining determining factor in a win. Well said. Uh, so, okay, so the fielding is a fielding. I think at this point it kind of is what it is. They're either going to do it or they're not. What are you going to do about it? Uh, you know, your pitching at this point, I, I argue, is kind of is where it is. You know, you got something that was lost in all this tonight, Mauricio Jovera. You know, we've talked about this a lot over the last few nights and we've talked about this a lot over the last few weeks as you try to kind of figure out the bottom end of your bullpen, which has cost the Red Sox games. Not the top end. They've rectified that problem. But the bottom end of the bullpen, you know, trying to keep games that are out of hand close and get your offense back into it, uh, trying to keep games close where, uh, you know, maybe you don't have your highest leverage arms available you know, the, the Monday night game against the Astros, of course, comes to mind. But it's also games like in San Francisco where they were trying to claw their way back and, and did. But then the bullpen, you know, in innings four, five and six after not getting length from starters, you know, really hurt them. So, uh, you know, that's the relief aspect of it, I think, is set in stone outside of that bottom portion. You got great outing tonight from Joe Vera. You're set up for the weekend, right? You're in your best pitching spot from that end going into the weekend. And then your starters. And guess what? You're going into the weekend, going into this stretch with, I would argue, the guys that you want on the mound. Hauk, Sale, Bayo, as it stands right now. We'll see what ends up happening with Paxton. But you know you're going to get Hauk. You know you're going to get Bayo. And and Sale has been, you know, solid and has fought his way on the nights where he's really struggled. So, you know, you're, you're set up from a starting pitching perspective. It's a lovely thing to sit here and, and talk about maybe hoping you'll get more from them. Whether you do or not, you're set up to have a pitching plan of success for the weekend. And and I think Alex Cora would feel really good about that. And so, of the four categories, I have just very long-winded checked off three of them. And we're here back again to the offense. And this is where you sit and you say, this offense is either going to go on a tear starting on Friday night, really, or the season is going to be over. And I, I, I don't I don't mean to oversimplify. I don't, you know, I don't quite think that that's fair to this team and this group and what they've done and, you know, a lot of the good things that they've done this year. But I, I do think that, that it kind of, at the end of the day, if you really, if, if we want to go lowest common denominator, that's it. Because this offense has been, you know, the, the, the only two offenses that, is, that have been worse than the Red Sox over the last 10 days, and I recognize it's a 10-day stretch in an 162-game season, but it's a 10-game stretch that is the most important 10-game stretch of your 162-game season. The only offenses that have been worse than the Red Sox, OPS-wise and in a number of other statistical categories, are the Oakland A's and the Detroit Tigers. Oh. I don't think you want to be there. Never names you, you want to be mentioned alongside. And yeah, it's just really a shame because the, the pen in the pitching staff as a whole have been so taxed. I mean, the starters, not necessarily taxed, that they finish, you know, the way it's been lately, what, third, fourth inning, and then you already have to go to your pen. So if there was ever a time to really have to pick up the slack offensively, it was these last 10 days, but they've come and gone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when I look at the Red Sox from, like, an aerial view, what do I see? What do I like the most? It's seven, eight, nine out of the pen, and it's the offense. But when the offense isn't firing, then I'm not sure how you win games. Tonight, you know, you you look at it from a lineup spot, right? So you got Willier, Abreu up top. They're giving a rookie a chance. You know, he's been I, – I will just say one thing, and this is a, a soapbox for another day, but I guess I'll make it right now for a minute, is what has been done in baseball and what what has happened in the jump between AAA and the major leagues is, is perhaps one of the more unfair um, – bridges i've i've seen where you know they have the automatic zone at triple a 
And, you know, and, and this hurts a guy like Willie Abreu the most, I think, just having watched it. And, and those who know me know I come from the AAA background in Worcester, and so I watch those games most days. And, uh, you know, we have the automatic zone, and it's, it's kind of a smaller zone right now. And they're doing it because they want to give, you know, maybe a challenge system a look at the major league level the next few years. And so when, you know, Larry Vanover blows 29 calls as he did last night, you know, maybe we could have something different. That I'm all on board with. You know, we want to get rid of the bad calls, the egregious calls in this sport. And, and that's going to be gone in the next couple of years, if not next year. But the zone that they're, you know, testing out and going through at the AAA level right now is not a very big one. Walk rates are way up. Balls are way up. Game time is up a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the three true outcomes are up, all the above. Um, and, and you have these guys that are eye-based guys. Like Tristan Casas is a good example. He didn't have to play with the automatic zone, but just kind of think of that kind of build. William Abreu, I know you haven't seen him all that much. It's a similar deal. He's just He uses his eye. He makes it come to him. He blasts what he gets in the zone. He's done it in a, at a minor league level uh, at, you know, at a very high clip. And he's got in the major leagues, and he, he was hot you know, to start. And, and again, what you know, his OPS is, what, 780-something right now. You know, it's just fine in a short amount of time. But what you saw tonight is a guy you know, staring down a different zone tonight than he has used all year long. And it's just so... I just, there's something about it that I, and it's that, but that I just find so unfair. Seriously, I mean, you should be rewarded for having a great eye. It's one of the best things you could have. And, and I, again, I get it, right? You have to test it at AAA before it gets to the big leagues. Uh, you know, it had the, you, you know, the pitch clock was done first at AAA. It's been a resounding success at the big league, success at the big league level. And I imagine that at some point, right, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll have the challenge system at the big league level. Well, you know, you'll be able to challenge strikes and balls as you can right now at AAA. And, and it will, and largely speaking, it'll be really good and people will be, you know, close to as happy as there seems to be a general consensus about the pitch clock. But right now, just this like little micro moment, there are guys that are getting hurt by it. And you saw it tonight with him. Uh, I started this whole thing because we were kind of, you know, walking through the lineup offensively for the Red Sox. And by the way, uh, last last chance to get your calls and texts in, 617-779-7937, on the text line. It's Red Sox Review, live on WEI with Taz inside the glass. Cooper Boardman here with you. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, you kind of go through. Raphael, when he's been in there, has been awesome. We talked about Rafi at nauseum. Uh, you know, there needs to be more from him. Turner has really struggled over the last couple of weeks, and you really do see what happens despite Tristan Costas's outstanding, you know, stretch here. That if if this, you know, no offense is built to have two and three not produce consistently, and they really haven't in the last ten days. And then you know you you sit here, and and, and the only other guy because you're going to mix and match with everybody else. Anything you get from Connor Wong is just desserts. Reese McGuire's going to platoon against the right-handers sometimes. That's great. Robert F. Snyder's going to be outstanding against left-handers. That's great. He hit a ball hard tonight in his pinch hit. Um, you know I think Masataki Yoshida, despite the ground ball rate, is going to be all right. He's the the on base has really ticked up in the last ten days. We've seen some power, etc. Um, the guy that I look at is Trevor Story. And it, it, it it's hard because I don't – I'm finding it hard to really judge him, right? He, he's kind of – this is April for him as a, as a player. You know, he, he missed all this time. They rushed him back. He came back earlier than he was ready to. Uh, you know, I shouldn't say that. He came back earlier than in a perfect scenario you would have wanted him to. If the Red Sox were leading the American League East and they were the Baltimore Orioles or the Atlanta Braves, Trevor Story would have spent another week at AAA at least before he came back to the big league level. And finding your footing at this level is, is, is hard. And there are very few guys that can walk in and just do it off the I.L., can do it after spending that much time. And Trevor Story's a good player. I think he's going to be a good player. I really believe that. But right now... You just, you, Taz, you, you just... It just feels like a bit of a weird fit. Like, I'm not yeah. sure if he knows exactly what his niche is in this Red Sox lineup. Like, in Colorado, it's just, let me go out and hit bombs and make plays at short, you know? And, and it's just, I don't know if he's used to the pressure of what it's like playing in a place where baseball is just so important. And, like, And I don't know, maybe that's unfair to him as well. I think you make a good point with it, that he was rushed back and... 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I never got the feeling by the end of last year that it was like, okay, he's the guy, and then you see Bogarts walk out the door. If you had that sort of to do over, it's like Bogarts at least fit in this lineup. I mean, obviously, you know, that's already that ship has sailed. No, I, I and what I think about that is the last month of his season was outstanding. You know, he had a great he had a great finish to the season. You know, for 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 him, uh, you know, like the, like the you know, he changed toe tap a little bit, and, and his stance was different, and his production increased in a big time way down the stretch of that season. And it's just, I, I guess you know, the truth about it is, it's hard to build an offense that it can have uh, extensive long term success when one of the three guys that you are counting on, like top three guys in the lineup, Devers, Turner. And on paper, uh, Costas has morphed into number three, yeah. right? But but story on paper would be your number three guy. Payroll-wise. Right. Like, if you take out, you know, one of those guys, it, there are very few lineups in baseball that would be able to sustain without it. And, and whatever the reasons for that, for, for that are, and, and the injury is a huge part of it, and this is not... <sighs> I just have trouble standing up here on, on another soapbox and saying he's not good. It's not good enough. I just don't think that. I think that this is what you've seen from him is a product of getting into the getting back into the swing of actually playing baseball every day after an injury kept him out for most of the season, a hundred plus games and all of that. You know, if you were to take Altuve out of the Astros lineup, who would they be? If you were to take Correa out of the Twins lineup, who would they be? If you were to take Seager out of the Rangers lineup, who would they be? You know, I'm just you know, you kind of bounce around in that way. And I think the Red Sox, when they sign him, and fans still do look at him as a guy of that caliber, and he has to be that guy for him. But you know, and he's just not been that way. And I, I think you know that is the truth about a 10 day stretch where this this offense hasn't been very good. Is you can play the platoons all you want. Alex Cora can manage his you know what off you know all he wants but you're 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 back of the baseball baseball card guys they have to do it you know and I, so, I thought you said something earlier and especially when you're floundering and you need some sort of spark I mean I think Rafaela every day is sort of I don't know if that gets you into the playoffs but he does I don't know. To me, he just seems like he plays with some energy, and dare I say, I mentioned it to you all fair, but kind of has like a Mookie Betts aesthetic. I'm not, you know, never oh, going to compare no, him getting yeah. there, but when you see him in the box, you see how he swings a bat. Maybe not nearly as much power, but he just seems like somebody who can make things happen. And down the stretch, these are the dog, I mean, the August were the dog days, but still, this qualifies as that. I think those young guys are... are hungry and ready to prove themselves and and those guys are important to get in the lineup we said it we're about to get out of here but i i think you know i remember saying this in spring trading this is a team that is built um built to win in the margins was was kind of what we said right like where you know they're they're not otherworldly like they're not and again it's not a shot it's most most teams are you know it's and and in boston it's a whole other you know conversation but if that's the case and you're going to play platoons and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna try to win in these margins, and you're gonna try to scratch across runs tonight. You're gonna look for the guy that can hit you the home run in the right spot against the right reliever, or whatever it is. These kids, they got something right between Valdez and power. We saw last night, Rafael and the consistency with his extra base power and his speed and all that, and William Bray, what he showed in Houston. You know, these are guys that can that can genuinely do it, and, and you know, these are assets for this team right now. And again. You know, for an offense that has not quite had it over the last ten days, you know, I, I, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, wow, what a night here! Uh, Red Sox once again falling by a final score of three to one against Tampa Bay Rays. Red Sox review live on WEEI. Uh, remind you too. Uh, you heard the highlights earlier. That is brought to you by Nissan. At Nissan, we make cars that thrill. Experience the thrill for yourself today, and shop Nissan USA. Dot com. We are back with you. Take the day off. Don't think about the Reds. Well, it's hard to do, right? Tweet at me at Cooper K. Board, and we can talk about it if you want. Do that on your Thursday, and then we'll get back to it on Friday. I got the uh, pregame show, Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show, starting, what, 6-10 on Friday night, 7-10 first pitch. Biggest three games of the year. You get to keep saying that about every single game. That's fun. And uh, we'll see what happens. And we'll talk to you after uh, as well on Red Sox Review. Taz, enjoyed it, man.
He's got a little fist pump. That's good. That is it for us tonight. This has been, uh, of course, uh, Red Sox Review. Have a great night on WEEI. I made sure that no Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.